You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 153 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Sporting, live from New York City. Um, And I'm coming in uh, live also from Super Bowl Sunday. Um, And yeah, Super Bowl is a funny name for... Uh, a match between Besiktas and Konyaspor, because of course we all know that's the only sporting event we care about here at the Black Eagles podcast. Um, um, I kid, of course. Uh, the Super Bowl is over for anyone who cares about that. They got to see Tom Brady win his seventh. Um, pretty historic stuff, I guess. Who cares? Um, here... We care about the real football, uh, by which, of course, I mean not just football, but Besiktas football. Um, and we had a huge match. I should mention, uh, I typically talk about um, what was coming, you know, what, what was happening coming into this match. And, of course, the big news this weekend in, in Turkey, in the Turkish Super League, uh, was the huge Istanbul Derby between, um, at the time, first-placed Fenerbahce and second-placed Galatasaray. Um, although we were level on points with them, so technically we were second-placed because we have the better, uh, what do you call it, um, head-to-head, if you will. Um, but so, yeah, the huge match for us, obviously, because... We would be picking up from the, the, the scraps of that, if you will. Um, and that one shook out. I mean, I think we, we all would have agreed that we would want a draw. Some would say ideally. Um, others would say more ideally would be Galatasaray winning. Um, because that would bring them to 48 points, which we could match with a victory. And it would keep Fenerbahce on 48 points. So... Um, with a victory on, uh, uh, on our end, we would sort of go back to first by default, um, since we all know at the end of the season it's head to head. So right now that's what we have the advantage on over our rivals. Um, technically, they have the advantage on goal differential. So what this would what this means is that the result of Fenerbahce and Galatasaray was very important, and Galatasaray won uh, one nil. Um, their new Egyptian striker, um, as they like to call him now, Momo, already. Um, he scored the decisive singular goal of the match that would give them the three points and, most importantly, give us the chance to, to take retake first place. Uh, conceptually, anyway. Yeah. Um, 
technically maybe not, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, huge match, like I said, uh, and our lineup would not really throw up any surprises, but I mean, perhaps one. Um, Erson Destanolu would be in the goal, Wellington and Vida on the back line, with Fabrice Nsagala and Valentin Rosier uh, on the flanks of our defense. Um, of course, many will recall that Ridvan Yilmaz is, is injured still, so Fabrice Nsagala shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, the surprise would come in the way of, so uh, in the back of our midfield would be Joseph D'Souza, no surprise there, uh, but also Nejip, Nejip Uysel. Um, Adem Lijic would start in the front of our mid, or in the front of the center of our midfield uh, with Rashid Ghezal uh, on the right wing and Kyle Laren on the left. Vincent Aboubakar would start up front. Um, no surprises there, probably. Um, yeah, and I'll just I'll jump right into uh, the timeline of events here for the club. Um, yeah, because it was a, it was an exciting game. Um, a yellow card to get things started in the second minute of the match. Another yellow card in the fifteenth minute of the match. Uh, this one for Fabrice and Sakala. Um, the first one was for Yevtovich uh, for Konya. Um, before Encyclopedia's yellow card, we would have our first, I think, real decent shot of the match. Um, it would be Wellington with a sort of snazzy interception uh, in their end of the pitch, in Corner's end of the pitch, uh, and he would lay it off nicely for Gazal, who uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do much with it in the end. Um, but it was telling that we were doing this in the end of the pitch. The one, I think, clear benefit of playing with Adem Lijajic, even when he's not having his best of performances, perhaps, um, or at least like any performances marked by noteworthy, you know, goals scored or created or whatever, huge chances created. Uh, he still um, sort of advances the team uh, and our formation further up, up the field. And so, you got to see Wellington um, defending in their end of the pitch and making decisive tackles that led to attacks. So that was nice. Um, in the tenth minute, we got an another attempt on goal, the corner, uh, which Gazal sent in for Abu, who headed it just wide. Could have been a nice little start there for sure. Uh, that's when the first yellow card for Encyclopedia would be called. Um, questionable one, at least according to our boy Evron uh, in the group chat, um, who's still, by the way, in uh, Turkey doing a tryout. He was going to do uh, our stat flash, but he, well, he had some, let's just call it uh, corrective eye surgery. <laughs> That's a very inside joke, which he might laugh at should he listen, but um, yeah, he'll be all right, folks, don't worry, and he'll be trying out soon, we all hope. Cross your fingers for him, prayers up, or what have you, for those who pray. Um, yeah, and so then it would be in the 20th minute, 20 seconds into the 20th minute, uh, that the real first decisive moment of this match would occur. And it would be Fabrice Nsakala getting, this time, a very clearly earned yellow card, um, a poor tackle, and one of those kind of ones where uh, he just sort of lingers a little too late on the on his play, 
um, and brings his man down. And yeah, it's a pretty bad tackle. This one definitely merited the yellow. Um, th the first one may have two, to be honest. Um, even if everyone didn't think, or if everyone thought it was sort of a hazy one. I, I remember thinking it probably was a, an okay call, but also feeling perhaps a little bit harshly done by it. So, uh, I don't know, whatever. Can't complain about the second one. Uh, and he's off 21 minutes into this match. And so we go down to 10 men with quite a bit of football left to be played, 70 minutes. Um, and we all know this is a sort of really decisive, bad, just really rough bit of luck for the club in general. Obviously, it's not necessarily bad luck because it's pretty well earned, perhaps. But um, it, it, we will all feel harshly done by, you know, having given up goals to Antalya and Trabzon that were undeserved and unlucky for this to be what perhaps decides this match. I think we would have felt really hard done by. Um, <clears throat> but I don't think anyone had given up on the match. I hope not. Um, obviously, there were a lot of negativity sort of going around. Certainly, that was the case in our group chat. Uh, in the 30th minute, now this would have been terrible. Um, their player Mia fouls Nejip in their penalty box, and I kind of. Whew, felt a bit like the although Nejip goes for the header and Mia is the one that makes the contact and they they call it a foul against him. Uh, there was some physicality on the part of Nejip too in the follow through that I felt like we may have escaped something on that play. Um, whether their man fouled Nejip, I thought was perhaps questionable, but. I don't know. I didn't feel too bad about it. Uh, especially because it would be in the 37th minute where Kyle Laren would be brought down at the top of the penalty box. Uh, and it would seem through, you know, Twitter footage and what have you, but um, still frames, that Kyle Laren was brought down harshly, um, pulled down, and there were, there were, you know, pretty clear clips to prove it. Um, so yeah, I guess um, two bad calls offset each other both ways, perhaps. Um, if, in fact, that sort of Nejip-Mia interaction was... Uh, if we were lucky on that, as I felt at the time. Um, in, let's see, what was it? The 37th minute, later in the 37th minute, I guess. Uh, shortly after the no call on Laren being brought down, Gezal... Uh, would lay the ball off for Lijic on the right side of our uh, attacking wing. Uh, Lijic would scrub it, it would drop to Joseph, and he would send one sky high. Uh, and, and again, it was our first real chance in a while, and that one felt like a clear opportunity we'd wasted. It was hurting at this point, because, you know, being a man down, you didn't know how many opportunities we'd get. Uh, and that one was squandered. Not much later, in the 39th minute, 17 seconds in, to be precise, Kyle Laren would um, have the opportunity to do a sort of 1-2 with Gazal, and Gazal would go the wrong way, not towards the goal for some reason. He's just not, he doesn't have that goal-scoring instinct, it would, it would seem, to be 100% honest. But, um, 
Yeah, that seemed like a big opportunity wasted again. Uh, in the 45th minute, Ersin would send a long clearance up to Abubakar. Uh, somehow it would drop to him and he'd have a touch that, you know, if you feel like it, it could have gone slightly differently and uh, he might have had a, a clear opportunity on goal instead. Um, I think it was Ahmed. What's his name? Chenik, Ahmed Chenik, I believe, uh, for Konya, who defended well instead. And yeah, that would be it for the first half. Uh, nil, nil, a game without a lot of opportunities, obviously. Um, and yeah, a game that we're not feeling too good about, probably, as Basic Touch fans. Being a man down, um, having not really put much of a threat on their goal, uh, which perhaps most wouldn't expect. Uh, being a man down and all that, but yeah, nonetheless, we're in it. It's nil-nil. Uh, we still obviously are hoping that perhaps we can get a goal somehow um, and, and and get some sort of result out of this. We do not want to drop any points. Um, Soko Chikalishi, uh, a name that Turkish Super League fans will recognize, would enter the match for Mia, who maybe was injured on that interaction with Nejip that I was worried about. But that would be the only halftime sub, none on the part of Besiktas, which, uh, you know, probably doesn't surprise anyone too much, I guess. Um, Nejip has, at this point, been shifted out to the left back. Um, we don't really have a backup there. Again, Ridvan's injured. Um... You know, perhaps you might think to take off your striker and fortify the midfield or or do something uh, to that effect. But I think uh, we're still really trying to not give up any points here and, and score. And, and so we don't want to give up too much in attack. So, I mean, it, it's a hard line to straddle there. I, I sympathize with Sergei Yalchin. Uh, in the 55th minute, Nejip gets himself pretty clearly deserved yellow card um, right after uh, another opportunity we wasted uh, on a free kick Gazelle finally seems to be connecting with his crosses uh, he had a rough first half I thought uh, this time he finds Joseph who sends it wide just wide uh, and you're feeling pretty hard done by with that one I think it was a header um, 61st minute, uh, another opportunity. This one, Rashid Gazal finds Abu, you think? You know, he's, uh, he chips really well, and it looks like Abu's gonna get it, and then Ahmed Celik again. Uh, lovely uh, inter interception there, clears the ball for them. Uh, looks like we're really struggling to get any kind of clear opportunities here. Uh, 67th minute of the game, a corner for Konya, and it's their first real, I think, opportunity of the game. Uh, and it's Kravets who sends the ball wide on a header. Uh, and then they'd have another chance, actually. They make a sub. Rahmanovic in for Yevtovic. Uh, Musa Chairan would enter the game for Shengelia. Um, Shengelia has done some damage to us in the past, um, but not in this case. Uh, Adem Liayet would leave the match for Atiba Hutchinson and George Kevin Nkudu would enter the match for Abubakar and so there goes the striker 
Um, and so obviously we're fortifying our shape. I'm trying to make sure we don't let them score while also, I think, uh, Laren slides up front, Abubu, um, Nguru out wide, uh, and, and Atiba in for Atiba, for Ljajic to sort of fortify the back of our midfield there. Um, obviously Atiba, you know, something of a central midfielder, you know, nowadays, as well as a defensive midfielder, so he um, he can provide something in attack, so you get it. Um, I think some people were upset by a defensive sub in this scenario, hoping we would go for this match, um, try to take it by the uh, scrum of the neck or whatever it is, but uh, instead, he, you know, uh, Saragan plays perhaps slightly conservatively, but I think you get it, again, he really wants to fortify the shape of the team at this point. Um, and, you know, we we really need to at least get a point on this, right? Um, Musa Chayran, who just entered the game, gets a yellow card in the 77th minute of the match. Um, after, I should mention, another opportunity for them on another corner, right after those subs were made, um, Erson comes out and catches it. You know, he's good in the air, controls his box well. He was not challenged much, but so on opportunities like that, you want to make sure he uh, he does well, and he did. Um, I just wanted to make note of that. Um, 72nd minute, um, it was Gazal who would uh, really do well to find uh, Valentin Rosier coming up behind him on the right side. Rosier would get onto the other end of a, of a long ball on the ground from Gazal. Send it in a little bit too far ahead of Kyle Laren, who maybe was a little slow to react to it. Uh, I don't know. That, that must be subjective, I guess, as far as who one blames. But uh, I have that one on Rosier. The cross was not quite there. Um, big chance wasted. 76th minute. Uh, a free kick from sort of set back almost at the midfield a little bit. But Gazal hooks it onto Wellington, who has it pretty much alone in the box, tries to volley it right at goal and just whiffs, flubbing it. Uh, a huge opportunity and at this point. Uh, a lot of us are biting our fingernails, perhaps. Uh, that's when the yellow card by Musa Chayran comes into effect. Um, so yeah, we're, we're almost at 77, 78 minutes into this match now. Um, and then, finally, a breakthrough. 80, an 80th minute, but sort of almost the 81st minute, 45 seconds into the 80th minute. Um, Nkudu, who's entered the match not long before, um, chests the ball down well, brings it down, dribbles it, sort of cross pitch, finds Gazal, who, you know, his runs had not been very good in this match. His crossing was getting there, um, but, in this case, his run is cut out. Uh, it looks like a foul, and they're, running, they're gonna play advantage on it. Uh, the ball drops to Atiba, also new uh, to the match, having just come on. And Atiba lays it on perfectly for Valentin Rosier, who's again coming forward, rushing forward, on to Atiba's ball. Uh, and Rosier just hesitates, lovely. Um, puts it in beyond Konya's keeper, Edai, and uh, just a fantastic goal for Valentin Ozier, um, approaching St. Valentine's Day. 
Uh, today for us was St. Valentine's Day. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, and yeah, just a huge goal for the kid who we absolutely need to keep somehow, right? I think we all are in agreement. That's our priority this, this upcoming off season is to keep Valentin Lozier at all costs. Um, as tends to happen, once we sort of break the duck and, and make that breakthrough, uh, we start to get a few more chances. Um, Kyle Aaron would do really well to get the ball in the midfield, lay it on for Nkudu, who perhaps a little greedy here, takes a shot, uh, but he does manage to hit post, and so oh, we're inches away from taking a two-goal lead at this point. Um, Domingos Vida gets a yellow card in the 90, 90th minute. Um, Scoobitch, scooby dooby doo bitch uh, sorry, uh, showing my age there and being extra corny, but for anyone who wants to know, it's super late here on the East Coast, post-Super Bowl. Um, so I'm allowed, oh, that's a free pass for me. Um, what else happens? 91st minute, Kyle Laren cuts out a ball back in, uh, deep in our defense, almost. You know, he's stepped back and he's playing where a uh, defensive midfielder might play with everyone set back for a free kick, I think it was. Uh, he cuts the, a ball and then just decides he's going to body anybody who approaches him thoroughly and just use his pace which apparently exists and um rounds like two or three guys and just skies it at the end unfortunately i think the defender gets a piece and we get a corner kick out of it actually but uh, nothing to come of that uh, but yeah a lovely little show from kyle Aaron, who i thought was actually quite effective in this match all around um despite not getting on the score sheet and still being stuck on 12 goals alongside our boy vincent abubakar um we do have an Aydin Hasic sighting, which uh, it's too bad everyone couldn't be here to celebrate with us. He would come in the third minute of extra time, and the game would end two minutes later in the fifth minute of extra time. He would come in for Rashid Ghazal. And one sort of very eerie thing is that they were all joking uh, in our group chat about uh, Aydin Hasic. You know, maybe Aydin Hasic will play, ha, ha, ha. And somebody joked that, ah, oh, yeah, he'll get like 10 minutes to sort of mock Evron. Because as we all know, Evron's a, a hostage stand, apparently. Um, I am too. I like the kid a lot. I've said he's our brightest prospect, but um, Evron really likes the kid. Uh, and yeah, uh, he did, like, he corrected our friend's joke about how he'd get 10 minutes and said, haha, no, more like two. And sure enough, Nostradamevran uh, gets it exactly right. I didn't have to get two minutes of garbage time. Um, although it's not really garbage time because it was just a one goal lead, but I don't know if he really made a major impact on this one. None, nonetheless, the whistle is blown five minutes into extra time. Besiktas wins the match on a late, dramatic goal, having been a man down for the vast majority of this match. Um, Fabrice Ansakala owes everyone a meal, as my, as I think it was our boy Ilke, or so, someone said in the group chat, but uh, yeah, it's definitely true. Um, more than a one one meal, and if it's one meal, it's, it's a very nice Michelin star meal, because, yeah, um, Ansakala left the team high and dry with some clumsy play. Um, 
Nedjip could have gotten called called off too. He had a, a really tough tackle. I don't remember exactly when. Somewhere in like the 70s, I believe. Uh, and we could have been down to nine men. Um, but luckily, we got away with that. Again, they also got away with the penalty, so I'm not feeling too bad about it. Um, and we did go down a man for much of this match, so I definitely don't feel too bad about maybe getting lucky with a couple calls either. Uh, and at the end of the day, uh, just absolutely huge three points. Uh, I'll break straight to stats, and I gotta give our boy Evron a shout out. He he did manage to send in some stats, uh, although he is a bit of a cyclops at the moment, so he couldn't really deliver them for us. But uh, of note, we have some XG. Uh, Apparently, Beshkesh had a 1.6 versus Konya's 0.2, which sounds about right. Uh, they, they ended up having three shots, none on target to Beshkesh's 12 shots. I know we have some individual stats uh, that we got to talk about. But first, of course, we got to talk about the, uh, the sort of major stats, uh, which are like possession and whatnot. So as I mentioned, 12 shots to three I'm zero on target for Konya. We had three on target, uh, the one being the goal. Um, 58 possession. 58 percent possession. Yeah, yikes. Sorry, guys. 3 a.m. Uh, yeah, 58 percent possession to their 42 percent. Um, I think we were a little higher going like at, at the half. It was like 65 percent or something like that. Um, so, you know, I guess being a man down, you can't complain too much about that. Uh, 565 passes completed to their 402 and 84% clip to their 76%. So they were pretty good, actually. Um, again, being having a man advantage would help, you'd think. 12 fouls committed each, three yellow cards given to them to our two. Unfortunately, our two were given to the one guy, and therefore we also had a red card. Uh, we still managed five corners to their three, so we were definitely the more dangerous side on their end of the pitch way more than vice versa. I'll mention some interesting uh, individual stats that Evron sent in. Um, Wellington was 10 of 12 as far as duels won. Um, seven clearances, five tackles. Uh, I think he may have had a couple nice passes as well. Joseph, one key pass. Six of nine duels won. Two free kicks won. 11 recoveries, 85% pass accuracy. Um, for me, that's our man of the match right there. He was everywhere. He was omnipresent. Absolutely the, the, the sort of fulcrum of everything for us, I would say. Um, but definitely, uh, we got to give special shouts to, as we already said, Wellington and Atiba, who came in as that sort of somewhat late sub in the 70th minute. Uh, and... Just in those 20 minutes, he managed three key passes, uh, and obviously one of them being the assist that uh, resulted in the goal. Uh, Valentin Rosier doing the rest. And so, yeah, definitely shouts to Atiba. One interesting thing of note, Valentin Rosier scores the goal, and so people say, oh, he came out of the match. But actually, apparently his stats were not so great, according to everyone. He didn't give them to me, but... Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm rolling with Joseph 100% as far as man of the match goes. Uh, I thought, yeah, he just 
couldn't have been more effective for us in this match, especially being a man down. He was the guy that was um, just constantly doing everything he could to sort of prevent their man advantage from, from affecting us too negatively. And yeah, uh, just can't say enough about that transfer. Um, the fact that it was a cheap transfer. Um, yeah, just definitely the move of the season uh, for, for us, if not the Super League. Uh, thus far, obviously, a lot of big moves have been made in the winter window here lately. Uh, but so, yeah, that's that's my analysis, if you want it. Uh, jo- Joseph is the man of the match. Wellington was uh, surprisingly very good for us as well. Domagos Vida, uh, obviously solid alongside him. The, the fact that we managed to keep a clean sheet, um, despite being a man down, says a lot. And the fact that they managed no shots on goal especially says a lot um so uh, you know protecting Erickson he did well in the air as I mentioned when he needed to so he did play a role he um I was going to make a major correction actually and say you know we everyone and I came out and said that Erickson has a good boot on him he can really pass the ball distribute it well for a keeper um unlike the some of the historically bad ones we've had uh, previously uh, and I came away from today feeling like I might have to retract that at least temporarily. You know, he's not that solid. And then until the highlights, um, in order to prepare for the podcasts here. Uh, and he, you know, again, almost set up Abubakar for a goal at one point. He, he actually had quite a few um, sort of key passes almost <coughs> from the back. <coughs> Excuse me. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm still... I, I don't think he's as good as we thought, but at the same time, he obviously has some something going on when he feels like it. So, you know, he went in a rush. Maybe he doesn't always make the right decision or he's a little too quick to clear it hastily, but um, he does have it in him to distribute well still. So, whatever. We'll, we'll put a feather in that one for later. Uh, but so, yeah, finally... I've got to go into the standings now because like I mentioned earlier, glad that I beat Fenner... Putting them equal on 48 points with 23 matches played with us um, still with the match in hand. After that win, we lose the match in hand, but we gain the three points because of that huge goal. Um, And so, there it is. Three Istanbul clubs. The three, if you will. With 48 points, level atop the Turkish Super League. Like the good old days. Um... Can't say enough about how crazy this season has been so far and how fun it should be going forward. Uh, but I just want to say, yeah, right now technically we're in first place and I don't want to hear any of that oh, goal differential, whatever. doesn't matter. We all know that what really matters is when it all comes down to it and when they start looking at those things and when those things matter, uh, the first thing they're going to look at is head-to-head and right now we have the clear advantage having won against both of our Istanbul rivals thus far. Obviously, uh, we have a match against both of those rivals still to look ahead to. Um, and that should be fun and exciting, no doubt. Those matches are going to be so key. Um, but obviously, every match is going to be key from now on, uh, since we're in the race. Um, I'll also mention that Alanya Spor um, is in fourth place with 41 points. So there's seven points back, I guess, technically still in with a shout, considering how many matches we still have to play. 
Um, and Trabzonspor still has a match in hand. They'll be playing later today, I guess, at this point, or tomorrow. Um, for anyone who wants to consider this nighttime still the day before, whatever. But anyway, Trabzonspor still has 22 matches played, uh, but 39 points. So they could theoretically have 42 points, passing Alania for fourth place and being six points back on everyone. So, um, surprise, surprise, apparently... Abdul Avci's Trabzonspor are uh, not as out of it as we might have thought uh, previously, since we slipped up a bit, um, and Fener slipped up this week, and uh, Trabzon is not slipping up, apparently. Uh, solidly playing this sort of uh, defensive-oriented game, although we're assuming there'll be six points. They have to play Yanni Malatia still, and it's in Malatia, so... Uh, it's, uh, you know, they have work to do not still, but I think people would consider them favorites. They they won their regional match against Denizli for 1-0. Uh, I think it's a regional derby. I don't hope I don't make a fool of myself for saying that. Um, but something of a regional match, I believe. I know they're both on the Black Sea. I don't know beyond that, but I don't know if they consider themselves rivals of any sort. But anyway, Trabzon won it 1-0. Um, which was a pretty tight-knit affair, as you'd expect with Abdul Avci. But I will say Bacasetas, their new transfer, um, a player we all know from the Super League, successful player in the Super League, coming from Alanya, uh, scored the, the decisive goal for them. So they'll be happy with where they are now, I think. Uh, but they have some huge games upcoming. Uh, after Malatya, they have to play Gaziantep, who we all know was a contender of sorts for a while there. Uh, Bashakshi here, and then Fener. So they have uh, some huge matches upcoming, <coughs> which leaves us finally with where we are um, as far as matches upcoming. We have a uh, cup match this coming Thursday, February 11th, 12.45 uh, p.m. here on the Eastern Standard Time on the East Coast of the United States. So a little later than usual, so you know, be, be aware of that. Uh, and yeah, it's it's in Konya, so we know our opponent, first of all. Um, but we're going to be hitting the road for this one. Um, February 11th, Thursday. Not far, a couple days away. Uh, and we'll be back after that one. Uh, like I said, we're doing the, um, the donation campaign thing for our, our, our friends down in Ghana. Uh, and so that's going to be this upcoming week with Kartal probably in the build-up to this match or right after it and then we'll do the raffle draw a week from then um, but so I'll probably be back after that match with some of that stuff too and then of course our next Super League match is against Gensler on Monday February 15th again back to the old 11 a.m. here on the eastern coast of the United States uh, again huge match after that we played Denizli, uh, Yanni Malatya Gaziantep, and then we have Bashakshi here on, in, I'm already in March, mid-March here, so our next derby is against Fenner on March 21st, but so we have quite a few matches until all that comes that are against sides that we, uh, we don't really have many excuses as far as not beating and getting as many points as we can while we can before we meet some uh, rivals in, you know, a month and a half or so. 
But anyway, stay tuned. We'll be back after our super, not super cup, just regular cup, Turkish cup uh, match against Konya after the this coming Thursday. Uh, and then again, uh, after our Super League match against Gensler Berli of Ankara the following Monday, uh, I assume I'll be, yeah, I'll be back. What am I? Why not? Um, so of note, I'm back. I'm obviously here on uh, the day of the match, sort of, that's the night of, so I'll be more timely running this thing alone. Uh, I will also ideally be getting stat flashes from everyone in the future, um, so, you know, we're not done with all human contact. I'm not entirely alone. And I, I will look for um, guest, hosts, guest hosts on occasion uh, uh, until we get a definitive word as far as Evron's future prospects. But um, on the other hand, I'm enjoying the flexibility. I'm, I'm glad I can do this on the day of the match itself, <coughs> albeit late because of the Super Bowl this time. But anyhow, uh, that's it for this week. Or this episode, anyhow. Uh, we'll be back again later this week. Uh, but so, yeah. Congrats to all of us. A huge win against Konya, which we desperately needed. See you again soon. Follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow myself at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles Podcast. One word. And we'll be back soon. See you later, folks. And as always, let's go, Bessie Peace out. Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.